Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. We're on episode 111. Love it. Love the fact. I love the numbers. Um, feel it's crazy that we got 211. And I always love to start the podcast by saying thank you. I feel so grateful for this platform, for this podcast, for all the messages we receive. So thank you to all our listeners. Thank you for all the messages we receive. Thank you for all the love. Thank you for allowing us to to guide you on this spiritual journey. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Feeling very blessed. And um, I could not have done it without my beautiful co-host, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire, now published author, Stacey Brown. Stacey, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, friends. It's good to be back. Really look forward to this conversation as I feel like it's coming up, as it always does, for a reason. Um, my name is Stacy. I am an intuitive. I do um, intuitive readings and Akashic record readings for people from around the world. We have an amazing mentorship program that I'm super passionate about. And I love this podcast. It's another passion project. And yes, I published a book um, just about a year ago now, Journey to Soul Center, Discovering the Gift of Surrender. And it's available on Amazon and Audible. I'm looking forward to today's discussion. So am I. Hi, everybody. I'm Nims. I'm also an Akashic record reader, Akashic trainer, podcast host, podcast creator, and a spiritual coach and mentor. And um, yeah, I love the work that we do. Um, I really do feel like we're kind of entering into a phase of being pushed to shine a light, being pushed to put ourselves at the center. Um, which kind of goes against all the programming. It goes against who we are in terms of, you know, what our program life looks like because standard behavior would be to put others first, right? Um, but I really do feel we've been pushed to you know, release all those things that we've been holding on to and finish those karmic cycles and really focus on putting ourselves at the center. And, you know, when I think about our mentorship program, I love the changes doing, the love that how we guide people to put themselves at the center, to release the programming, to truly shine their light. That's why we thought being January, it was a great time to really do something to to help and guide people to invest in themselves. So we took our our three months mentorship program and basically decided that we're gonna um, charge allow people to have four months worth of mentorship for the price of three. Over three months, over 12 weeks, you get to really work on all four of your bodies and go deep on who you are and your programming, release the things that you're holding on to, to connect with your gifts, to really understand your soul's journey. And it really is all about self. When we work with people on 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 a on a on month four, what that does is really how do you how do you take your gifts and how do you apply them to the world? So I th we thought it was a great idea to really add that fourth month as a promo promotion for January because so many people are looking to invest in themselves. And we just love the work that we're doing with all our clients and the, the gifts and the moments that we're receiving from all of them. And secondly, we also have a group program starting in at the end of Feb. And the group program is a max of five people and what we do is the reason we want to keep it to max of five is because you get group healing and we want to still keep it intimate. We want to still keep it small. 
If you want to find out about any of this stuff, you can book a free discovery call with us and we'd love to take you through the detail. Um, we basically take 30 minutes to go detail on, on kind of what you're trying to gain from the program. And also we take you through the, the structure of it. And you know, we do have a structure, but also we personalize it based on the individual. And I love the work that we're doing, Stace, with that program. I love the changes we're making. How do you feel about it? It's been one of the greatest joys. I love the work that we do and um, it's it's such a mix. There are going to be moments of breakthrough and aha, and there are going to be moments that might feel a little scary, but um, doing this work has brought me a lot of joy and I feel really grateful for the opportunity that we have to do this work and to help so many people because it's very different from the beauty industry. And um, I just feel like I'm doing what I'm meant to do. I love it. I love it. And um, you know, this week's topic is all about the vibration of money. And, you know, when I was talking about January and really kind of being a time of, of change and putting yourself at the center, I, maybe I don't talk about it enough on here, but I've been in the corporate world um, for 30 years plus, I have a, a really good good role, a senior role within 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 a software company. But I decided on Friday that I need to dedicate my life to this healing business too. So I resigned. And so it, goes, it means I'm going from a salary-led living to something that I'm going to be self-employed, right? So, but I trust in this journey and I trust in being supported in the area that I know I'm doing what I'm meant to do. But it's interesting when we talk about the vibration of money, um, you know, we planned these topics two months in advance. So I didn't know I was going to resign on Friday and it just, the universe has its own way of kind of aligning us. Right. So, um, you know, when I just, if we start the topic about vibration of money, um, you know, our relationship with money is, is, is always a, an interesting thing, right? It's that, um how do we how do we really feel about it and you know old paradigm would have been you know as a healer i'm not meant to be financially abundant i i think that's all that's an old paradigm right i i believe that all of us can be can be abundant in all areas of our life but it also requires the healing and the work on each of our four bodies to to release and to really be abundant in in not just money but love um but also financially, right? And when you talk about the vibration of money, money is a vibration, it's an energy. And we need to ask ourselves, how do we really feel about it? If if, if when we think about the vibration of money, we, we get nervous around it or we don't want to hold on to it so we get rid of it quickly or we don't think we're ever going to have enough, then if we think about it as a vibration, why would that vibration want to be near you? What if we flipped it and, and focused on the, on the vibration, focused on what we're going to do with the money? Thought of money as a friend that we want to be around and we want to hold on to, but we also want more of. What if we focus on what we can do with the money and how many people we can help and you know change the vibration and, and also think about you know ancestry. What are we dealing with money? What was your parents' journey like with money? Go on a discovery to really kind of understand your connection and the vibration of money and what it looks like. We can go deeper on this episode.
But Stace, as I hand over to you and kind of ask you, what's what's your relationship been like with Mania? How do you feel about the well, vibe? So I have, I have a question for you first. So is the energy of money masculine? Ah, uh, that's a really good does question. It come, does it come from the masculine part of us? I mean, I feel it does. Um, you know, it's like if you from a from a from if you think about it from your four bodies, I think it's very mental. So it's um yeah, so I, I do think it comes from especially when you think about it from an ancestral perspective. I think business, money is very much it's it's intertwined with the masculine energy that we that we have. So yeah, it's a good point. Um doesn't mean that you don't need balance, right? Everything has a, uh, a, a masculine and a feminine. But for me, in my opinion, um, yeah, it's very, it's very, it's very masculine. Because for me right now, you know, I'm recognizing that a lot of the energy that I have around money is tied to my male ancestry. So my paternal connection. And I absolutely feel that I, I, I have some of that same energy and there's an awareness of it in this season that I couldn't have anticipated. Like it's being pointed out to me repeatedly that this is something ancestral and that it's tied to my father and it's something vibrationally that I think I've felt for so long that I almost don't know what it feels like to not feel it. Yeah. And that's why it's interesting to go on that, that journey really to, to really understand your relationship with money and just because so often we work on the physical side of it, right? I, you know, got to, got to kind of save or get a better job or get a, but also we've got to think about what areas do we need to heal? And, you know, I talk a lot about, I believe a lot of us have decided to to heal not just their own karma in this lifetime, but also ancestral karma, which is why I feel we've been going deep on so many topics. And when you think about money and you think about how many people are struggling right now, there is a lot of healing that needs to happen, right? There's a lot of, and sure, you can, you can focus on working harder. You can focus on, you know, kind of getting a different job or whatever you need to do. But at the same time, I'd encourage you to to go on that journey of um, of understanding your relationship with money. I mean, I, I look at what I've what I've manifested, and I know, you know, growing up we didn't have a lot of money. I was a refugee from Uganda, so we didn't we didn't have much. But I remember as a four four to five year old, you know, kind of seeing a conversation that my one of my older sisters was having with my parents about money and, you know, she wanted to do something and we couldn't afford to do it. I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking as, as a four or five-year-old that when I grow up, I'm going to have enough money to help and support the family. And I'm going to have a big enough place that if they need somewhere to stay, they're going to have it. And, you know, I, you know, I, I would say I'm comfortable, you know, just, and I feel blessed with it, but I know that four-year-old had a big part to play in it. And, mm -hmm. You know, there's so many other things I wish I could tell that four-year-old to manifest, but that's a whole different story. But 
you know, our childhood and our experience with money growing up has a huge impact on us as an adult because if we grew up with with an energy of scarcity and an energy of desperation around money or, you know, maybe at, at, at an, an experience where maybe you had money and, and your parents lost it or, you know, maybe maybe they had it or you abused it, but whatever you went through as, as a child, I do think that has an impact on us as, as an adult. So, you know, do that research, do that uh, on what was your relationship like with money and, you know, I know for me, we struggled with it, and but that kind of drove me to do something different. Actually, it drove me at the beginning of my career to be very career focused, to be very, very much mental. And I, I mean, I talk about my spiritual journey in another episodes, but it took something major to to shift my life to start focus on the spiritual side, um, because I was determined not to have the same experience as. I did as a child and they say the child is father to the man so you know when when you whatever you experience as a child you either do the same thing or you do the opposite that's our programming right so Stacey you asked me that question and kind of proves that we don't always we don't we don't plan these episodes whatever comes through comes through so I didn't know you would ask me that question right so it came through to you but I guess let me ask you what's what was your relationship like with money growing up and how is that impacting you today I mean, externally, it was like I was given everything, you know, I, I was, I was always looked out for, and I didn't know how to work for it, because it was just kind of thrown at me. But it was thrown at me to compensate for other things not being there. And so my though externally people would say, wow, she had everything there. I didn't have the core thing that I really wanted. So money for me kind of represented like a throw it at her and make it go away kind of a thing. And I believe now, well, let me add to that. There was also like, um, there was a lot said to me about like, not being qualified unless you have a college degree and like just a lot of like ingrained beliefs that um, I've had to break through and it hasn't been easy. And I think I'm still, I think I'm still in it. Like I think I'm still uncovering layers of it, but the way it impacted me, I don't feel is what you would expect. It would impact you to be in an environment like that. Um, I just felt like money represented being unsafe is what I just got. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it just felt like a very scary place to be. Like there was always a price to pay. Um, and I believe I'm a very powerful manifester. So I want to heal this more and continue to manifest abundance in, in all the ways of my life. I want to have rich experiences. I want to have, you know, those, those things that I need to take care of me and my daughter, but like, I want to really be able to enjoy my life. Like I gave up so much to be here in this space that I just have to believe that this is another layer for me to peel away right now. And that's why it's coming up right now. 
Yeah, no, and, and you know, we've talked about the, the vibration of money before, right? And it's that, um, you know, what what do people see outside, and how do you feel inside? And you know, the the journey that our parents go on around money does impact us. And you know, it's, it's kind of interesting for me in terms of that we're recording this because I know I'm meant to do this work. I know I'm here to do and know I'm meant to, but it doesn't mean I'm not nervous around it because I'm I'm used to, you know, having a salary, right? And I'm used to, and it's making me think, what's my relationship with money like? And, you know, it's that that journey you go on. And, and, and you know, Stace, when I think about what you just shared um, and some of the conversations we've had, um, you know, you're... Um, your relationship with money, as you said, outwardly you look like you're very abundant, and there was there was a there was a, and you share in your book, you know, sure, financially you looked abundant, but there was a lot of other stuff going on behind the scenes. But that evolved over time with your relationship with your parents in terms of your parents' relationship with money. Mm-hmm. And how do you think that evolution and that journey, that roller coaster, um, and also you know. Your dad had to travel a lot and he wasn't really present a lot of the time because he was so focused on. Mm-hmm. I'm curious and if you could share a bit more around what does that journey feel like in today's world and how is that manifested for you today? What how does what in this in today's world like do you mean how is it impacting how, me? Like what- Yeah, how how is how is everything that and the journey that you know your parents went through with money, up the ups and ups and downs of it, how has that impacted you in today's world? And your journey over the last couple of years? Um I would say I have it just has it felt like something that just like blocked me in some ways um for a period of time. I would say it's still something that I'm working through, but I think the way that it impacts me now is um, I'm always like dancing between the space of the past and the things that were said to me and the way I was raised and the knowing that I have that I'm doing really important work. And it's, We've talked about the trust fall on here before, but a lot of it is a trust fall, right? If I know that I'm meant to do this work, then no experience or interaction that I'm meant to have is going to miss me. And so um, I've had to really dig deep spiritually and have like a lot of conversations with God (laughs) because, you know, like this is all new this is all new meaning being in the space of being on my own um being in my own living space um running my own business like all of it this is this is the first time for me in this season and so I feel that the money stuff has come up in seasons of my life and it's coming up now so the question is what is the message now? And 
I feel it's time to heal another layer of this. It's time, right? Like if it's coming up again and again, the universe is saying, pay attention. For sure. For sure. And it's coming up again, right? So when I ask you, how do you feel about money? What's the mm -hmm. first thing that comes to your mind? It's scared. And if I asked you, when was that first time that you felt scared about money in that way? What comes up for you? I'm not sure in like the past, but I would say as soon as <clears throat> I split from my husband and realized like I'm no, I'm no longer in a team. I'm no longer on a team. This is me alone. I would say that was like the, the time that it's come into my awareness right now. And it's, you know, the, the question you asked around um, whether it's feminine or masculine was really an interesting question because, um, you know, it is, it's almost like what you spend money on could be around feminine, but money itself vibrationally does feel very masculine. So kind of, so maybe for our listeners, let me ask you, how do you feel about money? And if I then change the question to ask, how do you feel about spending money on you? Does that energy, does that vibration change? Because there's so many things you can do. I always recommend things like, um, you know, when you're manifesting, when you think about, you know, what are you trying to manifest? You can always write a letter, letter to money. And, you know, I always recommend doing it for like seven days and do it from a different perspective. Don't write the same thing. But write, write a letter to money as if money was your friend. Focus on what you're going to do with the money. Focus on, write about where you want to go on holiday, you know, what you want to buy with the money. Um, and just see how, the, how that changes your vibration and your connection to money. The other thing I always recommend, it may, may appeal to you, may doesn't, is you can also write to um, an archangel, whichever one you feel connected to. Or I always recommend Lakshmi, right? Lakshmi in Hinduism is all about abundance. That's what she represents. So you could also do that, right? You could also um, write a letter to Lakshmi and just, but again, it has to be the focus on what are you manifesting? What are you going to do? What are you dreaming about? You know, and write as if you're already doing it, you know, thank you for the, thank you for the opportunity to spend so much time together. Thank you for the opportunity to see so many places together. Um, and that's one part of it. And like we were saying earlier, the the self-discovery and the journey and really asking and being honest with yourself about your journey with money over the over the over your over your lifetime. Um and you know, thinking about what your parents' relationship like with the money was. And then like I said, the third thing is is meditate on it. And maybe you maybe you'll go through and um and realize that there's something that's happened in a past life that's holding you back. Um, and sure, expl explore your, from an ancestral perspective, start with exploring your masculine line. How do you feel about it? And how do you, what's your connection with it like? And see where it takes you. I really do feel that vibrationally, we're entering into more of a feminine age. Um, hence the spiritual gifts, hence the, 
you know, us being activated spiritually and, and kind of so many people going through an awakening. And if you think about last few centuries, it has been all about the masculine, right? You know, in terms of the power, in terms of the hunger, in terms of the conquering world and all the rest of it. Um, and it's just interesting as, as you feel the world and the planet changing so much, I really do feel that we were entering into more of an age of, of the feminine. But then money is still important, so the masculine is obviously still there, so it's really about finding balance. So Stace, when you talk about knowing that obviously it's another cycle coming up and there's stuff that you're going to, that needs to be worked on. What are you recommending? What would you recommend to our listeners to do when you talk about, when you talk about healing the money side and kind of really thinking about it from vibration? Well, so I think the first thing is to become aware of it, right? Like now I'm aware this is going on. <clears throat> I think the next thing for me is to do some writing about it or talking it out because both work in different ways for me, but have a similar release. And I believe as I talk it out, as I write it out, I'm going to kind of see or uncover more of it and like, okay, what is happening here and what am I supposed to do with this? But for me, just because it comes up doesn't mean that I have the solution yet. Sometimes I have to sit with it and marinate with it. I believe that as far as money goes, a lot of what I'm feeling feels ancestral. It doesn't feel like it's mine. And it feels like something that's ready to be released. And that's pretty much all I know right now, which that's a lot to know right now. Like, right. Yeah. No, and that's um, I mean, that's that's very insightful, right? That's um. So when you feel the energy and the vibration of what people are going through right now, in terms of, you know, money feels like it's um, just causing a lot of pain right now. Mm -hmm. you know, the expenses are going up. People are having to spend more money, <clears throat> just on essentials, right? In terms of you know fuel and the rest of it. So um. What do you feel is happening on, on the planet as far as money is concerned and the vibration of it? Are you getting anything there? I feel that people are getting more extreme on the seesaw of being in a space where they are spiritually connected versus being in a space of acting out in fear. I feel like we're seeing a lot more exaggerated representations of this around us right now. You know, there's a lot of discontent in the world, yes, but then there's also this um, global awakening happening where people are starting to become more aware. So, do I think there's fear around money? Yes, but I also think that there's a lot of extreme success around money. And so I I believe that as we go further in time, these things are going to become more and more enhanced because we as, as humans in the experience are evolving, which to me, the souls that are coming to this world and experience things, experiencing things, they are more evolved as well. So we're gonna see more in this generation coming up of 
really aligned spiritual souls, like, like old souls. And then we're going to see these souls that are totally in a space of fear and, um, and crisis. So it feels to me like we've seen this through centuries, but it feels to me like it's more enhanced now and a little bit more extreme. What would you say? I, I totally agree. I, I feel that in many ways, all of us are going through an awakening and you know, feeling something different inside, not feeling connected to who we were, feeling the world and the planet is changing. And, you know, some people are using that to kind of go inside and kind of sit with themselves and really kind of know that everything they need is inside. And others will look outside for the answers. And, um, you know, there's no right or wrong. Everyone's on their own journey, right? And it's that um, I would always encourage people to take time to sit with themselves and realize that everything they're going through is within them. But I agree on the exaggerated front. I do believe that. And it's interesting, if I think of the last few years, how we've all been kind of going through the same thing. Um, you know, when I think about COVID and all of us being on lockdown, we we're all kind of going through something similar, right? And then, you know, think about the last couple of years and especially last year, Every anyone we talked to, anyone I've spoken to about last year felt the energy and the heaviness of it and so much happened. And, you know, we think about it spiritually, so many, so many ancestral cycles and comic cycles closing. And then you think about lost friendships and so much changed in 2023. Um, so people are feeling a bit, maybe lost, maybe frustrated, maybe, you know, scared. What's coming next? Um, and, you know, money's one of those things that when you don't have it, it really does consume you. I mean, I, I think of the periods when, you know, I was, I was made redundant. I was out of work for a couple of years and money wasn't coming in. It consumed me. I couldn't do anything else. So when I think about the spiritual work and I think about all the, all the healing that needs to be done, you know, when you don't have money and it's like a survival, it's hard to do the other work. So it feels like it's such a base, such a base chakra type work. It's so foundational. Um, and it's like even trusting that things are going to improve when you're struggling on a day-to-day -day basis is hard. Which is why I know that, you know, when we talk about the vibration of money and we ask people to think about, you know, kind of what's going on ancestrally and, you know, I'm sure there's a bit of frustration out there in terms of, well, hold on a second. I'm struggling with it now and you're asking me to go deeper and, you know, you're asking me to. Um, but that's, you know, this this is the journey that our souls pick. So whatever you're going through, whether it's financial, whether it's you know related to whichever body, right? Whether it's love, whether it's emotion, um, it is part of your journey, right? And it's that the more that you can integrate and really ask the, the tough questions. I, this is the period I think we're in. Is you know, you asked me how I felt. I really do feel this the period where we've got to look in the mirror and have an honest conversation with ourselves. What are we holding on to that we haven't let go of? What are we? What are we? What healing do we need to do? Because I feel like our awareness has increased to what's happening around us. But awareness on its own without taking action is super frustrating. 
it helps for a while. You can say, oh, I'm aware, I'm aware that this is ancestral. I'm aware that this is, you know, that my relationship with money I need to work on. I'm aware, I'm aware, I'm aware. But unless you take action, you're going to get frustrated. And it's taking that action and, you know, kind of really being open with how do you really feel about you right now? What do you, what do you need to work on for you? Because um, everything in your external is a result of your internal. So if you are struggling financial financially, then your answers are in you. And again, that may trigger people in terms of, you know, you may be thinking, well, hold on, I'm working as hard as I can. I'm doing, I'm giving all of me because, you know, I know this is important and I'm, I've worked really hard. Yeah, I still don't feel I've been rewarded. And you're probably right. But also, it's that um, honest conversation with yourself about how you're showing up. What are the areas of your life that you're holding on to that you know aren't serving anymore? Are you showing up in, in the way that you should be um, to really truly shine your light? And even when I want to use the word should, it kind of triggers me a little bit because there's a lot of should, or I should be doing this, I should be doing that. But it's like, you know, what's the one thing you can do for you today? And once you start doing things for you and you're putting yourself at the center and you truly focus on this moment and you be grateful in the moment, what if the next moment is even better? And again, I make that sound easy, right? There's a... It is tough, right? Like I said to you at the beginning, I, I remember the feeling of not having money and not having any money coming in and being scared of losing my home. And I remember it consumed me like a darkness. Um, and, you know, I've, I've known for probably a year I've been talking about leaving my corporate role. And I do feel that my resistance to doing that was because I still had residual memory of those times. Where I were, you know, where I was worried about being homeless. I was worried about losing everything I'd worked on. Um, that probably affected me and delayed whatever whatever I was here to do. But I don't have any regrets with it. I still have fear around what's coming next. But actually, my my knowingness in terms of what I'm here to do actually kind of overrides that. Um, so yeah, it's just it's an interesting journey when you think about the vibration of money. So what would your advice be to our listeners? I would first ask yourself like where it comes from. You know, where was the first time you remember feeling this way? Um where where do you feel this stems from? And I think it's very real when you've experienced lack before to have fear come up of experiencing that again. I think that that's a very natural evolution of things, but staying in that space is the choice. And so I would say, start by writing or talking it out with somebody, right? Like, okay, I've now recognized that I have this feeling towards the vibration of money, whatever that might be. And where does it come from? And then what do you do with it? Right? Because sometimes it serves us and sometimes it doesn't. 
And so for me right now, it's getting to a place of understanding and being aware of when it doesn't serve me, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't serve me to be in that space when I know that I'm doing what I meant to do. Right. So I kind of have to do this dance. And so I, I would tell anybody who's kind of digging into this for yourself, find a place to process it so that you can become more aware of it because we can't change what we're not aware of. I know yeah. it sounds, um, it might sound simple, but when you sit down and get real with yourself and understand where it comes from, then that's the space where you can start to make change. And I definitely recognize now where it comes from. Hmm. Powerful stuff. You know, and I would recommend journaling and sure speaking to somebody is a great signing board. I always love sometimes talking to, to myself in the mirror and having a real conversation myself, eye to eye, kind of really connecting with my soul and having a nice conversation with myself and just going on that journey of discovery and you know, like I said, this year I really do feel that we've been pushed um, to shine our light. So really also to ask, are you doing the things that you enjoy? Because, you know, if you, if you do what you're here to do, I really believe the universe will reward you. And I guess the, the last question I'll end up, I'd end on is do you deserve it? Because I also feel that some of us don't feel like we deserve the money. We don't feel like you know we don't feel like we deserve to be abundant. What does that feel like? And you know, as we enter this new vibration, this new season, we purposefully recorded this in early Jan because really do feel like the new year is a great it, it's a great chance for new beginnings. You know, the calendar year is, is a human thing, right? From a spiritual journey perspective, not sure it really matters. But I do feel like we're going into a new vibration. So what if that new vibration could lead to a new you? So I'm encouraging all our listeners to really truly embrace this new version, this new energy that's around. And be open to magic. Maybe God's going to show up for, for you in a way that you never expected. Um, I am excited. One of the things that, that, you know, this, the freedom of not, not working is, is I'm really hoping is that we can do much more live events. Um, I'm excited to do live events. I really want to meet people. Um, I love working with people on zoom and connecting, but there's something about meeting people in person. So I do have an event that I wanted to mention. Um, it's on the 22nd, 23rd and 24th of February in Vancouver. Um, it's for those that have heard previous episodes where we had, you've heard me talk about Sidra, who was my mentor, my, my guru, my friend, who's now one of my guides. It's going to be with her sister. So she's kind of carrying on some of Sidra's work. So I'm excited to do a, a retreat with her. If you want more information, reach out. I, I can share it. Actually, Zara's going to be a guest on next week's episode and we can talk more with her then. Um, you know, as we get into this phase and as I think about this episode, I am I am a little nervous, if I was to be honest. Um I'm still processing. I mean, I was I've been with this same company for 18 years. Um, and it feels like the end of an era. Um 
and I took that took that leap because I trusted in what I'm here to do. And I'm encouraging all the listeners to really ask, what are you here to do? What is your calling on this planet? Um, and you know, what if what if your destiny scares you? What if you truly embraced this version of you and fell in love with this version of you? And so Stace, as I share these words and kind of whatever's coming through me, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about this year? And how do you feel about truly shining your light in the way it was meant to? I feel like this year is going to be a big year um, for a lot of people. And it feels like um, the end of a cycle of a lot of hardship and a lot of pain. And it feels to me that so many of us have gone through what we've gone through and it has led us to living more purposely, more intentionally, um, more with our soul, more connected to our soul. And I feel like this can be a year for a lot of us to break through some of the old paradigms. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it does. It does feel like we've been working a lot on ourselves for many years, right? It does feel like I'm sure even me included, there's a lot of people thinking, Oh my God, I just want a bit of respite. I do feel this year is, is still going to be intense, but maybe it can be more fruitful and more rewarding if we allow it to be. So Stace, I love sharing this stage with you. I love the space that we've created. Um, I never know what's going to come through on a podcast. Um, but thank you for being you. Thank you for being in this space. Thank you to all our listeners. I feel very, very blessed to be on this journey with you. Uh, Stace, I'm going to hand you over to you to close that. Thanks, friends, for spending time with us. We love it when we get emails and messages from all of you. We try to respond in a timely manner. If you want to say thank you in a bigger way, head over to the podcast and rate and review. It helps us. It helps boost our visibility. And we are deeply grateful to bring in as many souls as we can to this space. There's room for all of you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And as I said earlier, if you want to find out more about our mentorship program, if you truly want to shine your light, then go to one of our, any one of our websites. It's in the show notes and book a free discovery call. We'd love to share more about what we do. Sending you all so, so much love and light and bye for now.